you know, every week is a sign, but it just feels like it's never changing. I feel like the mess is just getting hotter as the temperatures go up outside. And it's boiling. Yeah. Is that heat? It's like that little block of cheese from that's so raven. You know when it was boiling mm-hmm. at the top. And bubbling at the top. It was nasty. Real man. stinky and nasty. <laughs> I don't like it. Oh, why is you here? You here? another week of a social experiment gone wrong better known as who raised you hoes that's right i'm your host lene this week my twitter handle will be fat nisha pleasant to meet you <laughs> i hate you so much so much and i'm your co-host marlon and my twitter handle this week will be maggie mexican pancake whoa whoa Do your Googles, kids. <laughs> that one's fun. <laughs> oh, I'm like, ooh, it's terrible. It's, I, I think that's my worst one yet. When y'all figure it out, slide in the DMs and let us know and tell me how nasty I am this week. Anywho. Well, sugar, honey, I see Yeah, yeah, how about that? Children, um, this week, we're not alone. That's right. Okay. Our first? No, not the first one. No, I, I think not the just, first instant because I was gonna say the first in studio guest, but that's not true. I think we should just call him the extra judge when it's like a friend of the show. An extra judge? Yeah, extra judge. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. I see where you're going. You I know, feel the like train's on the track. Mm-hmm. Train on the track, like mm-hmm. like soups mm-hmm. upside a hill. Mm-hmm. Words to Kelly Rowland. I, I know that I fucked up the words real quick. Wow. You know, oh. it's, <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. At any rate. We are not by ourselves. That's right. We have our friend Jonathan in the studio. (laughs) That's right. Hi, Jonathan. Hello, beautiful people. How are you? Good. You know, blessed and highly favored. That's right. I'm well for now. For now. For now. Don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. We all right. All right. Be careful on that couch. Okay. You can let your drop strap down here. Oh, listen. It was never on. And that's how you do it. You know, and then we start the show. Yes. I miss when I used to open with this old song. I know. You, you miss it too? Just a little bit. You know. Just a little bit. I had a little diddly. <laughs> Here we go. That's right. Here we go. It's oh, God. Ha- <laughs> I'm feeling very Mariah esque oh, right now. God. Hold on, let me do a little sip. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm gonna be a freak in the morning. I'm a freak in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Not Adina! Look, she she raised a generation of hoes. You know, she did. You know? She did. If you knew the words to the song, I bet you, I'm willing to bet you, you've tried the darkest of things in the bedroom. Well, if that's the case, then that just, you know, goes to show and affirm all of my dirty names every week. Oh. You know, and this is why we said 
the children that she raised. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the children she raised. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's time for us to get into the lovely segment of the show. You know, I we always call it scroll on or aka get it wiped and flush. That's because, right. You know, sometimes you gotta take the browns to the pool. You do, and then just flush it out. Mm-hmm. So it's time for us to cleanse that little timeline. It's time for scroll on. Guess what? Right. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Um, let's. It's time for a little trauma porn to start off the week. Jesus. I, I have to always pick one. I pick my poison. Okay. I always pick one. All right. So let's be triggered for a moment in time, shall we? <laughs> Why does everything that happens bad on God's forsaken land happen in this one particular state? What did Florida do now? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be Florida. What did they do now? The funny part is, it's not Florida this time. Or was it Texas? What did Texas do? It's not Texas. California. Then who did it? Shockingly, Arizona. Arizona? Yes. Oh, that's a lot of white people there. That's why. You know, and it's not even Phoenix. Mm. It's... So, apparently, we had another issue. Instead of, you know, finding ways to kill us, they found a new way. By way of drowning. Oh. Yes, three Tepe police officers who looked on as a man drowned in an Arizona lake late last month have been placed on non-disciplinary paid administrative leave as several law enforcement agencies investigate what happened. I'm reading this from NPR.org. According to city officials, officers responded to a call about a disruptancy just after 5 a.m. outside the Tempe Center for Arts where they found Sean Bickings, 34, and his uh, his concubine. Oh, excuse me. Not his concubine. Concubine. (laughs) Okay. You know, from the spirit of what I started with, I didn't ask you to do this, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Companion. Officers were talking to an uncuffed Bickings, who was Officers described as an unsheltered Tepe community member, while while they ran his while they ran his and his his excuse me. Mm -hmm. She's wordy. Mm -hmm. She's wordy right now. (laughs) His tongue is wording. Okay, I'm just gonna say it's French right now because I mean <laughs> ain't gonna do it. <laughs> Name through the database to check for outstanding warrants. It's already said it was then when Bicking climbed on a metal fence, <clears throat> descended on an embankment, and began to swim in a Tepee Town Lake. Police body cam footage from one of the officers showed the footage cuts off before uh, Bicking begins to struggle in the water. But the city provided a transcript of the video from there. I'm drowning, he says. An officer told him to swim to a platoon, but Bacon said he couldn't. Okay, I'm not jumping in there after you, the officer responds. I can't touch. Oh, God. Please help me. Help me, Bacon says moments later. They sat there and watched this man drown to his death. And it wasn't just one officer. It was three. Three of them. So, and yes... (laughs) Before we can even ask the the question, mm-hmm. it was a man of color. Mm-hmm. Particularly, it looks like a black. It was a black man. And let me guess, all three officers were part of the milk militia. They didn't release pictures. Of course they did. Of course, right. Here's my issue when it comes down to shit like this. <laughs> Whenever cops fuck up, y'all never take nothing away from them. 
You slap them on the wrist and then you send them home and you still pay them. When are they ever going to learn or have any real consequences for their actions? They're going to keep doing fucked up shit if you never punish them. It's like it's newfound ways to just resort back to some form of slavery because I promise you things like this happen and nine times out of ten all they're gonna get is a slap on the ribs. And it's like you watched this man drown. He told you he couldn't swim. Mm -hmm. So I bet in your mind he's a criminal so whatever. Mm -hmm. You can die. That's fine. I'll be okay with it. Right. Life will go on. I'll still get my pension. Clearly I'll still get paid because Go to your room and you play your video games until you can't anymore. No, but, mom. But you learn no, your lesson. No, mom. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck? Karen, <laughs> go down to Walmart and give me an AK-47 now. I'll do it right away, but you're going to go to your room and you're going to stay there until I get back. No. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is it. This is it. It's just sad that we have to go through this yet again. It's like we we can't go, we can't sell sell products outside of stores. We can't be out of town on business. We can't play with toys. We can't be walking with a hoodie on and have Skittles. Skittles, right? We can't go jogging. We just can't stand on the corner. How about that? We can't exist. <laughs> we can't breathe. We right? can't exist. No, we can't. We can't walk. One step is a caution. Um, the funny thing is, if it was on another state, they would get them off work and they wouldn't pay them just to prove a point. Oh, we're not paying them. We're not paying them. Like, no, that's still not working out. No. <laughs> they're, they're st- from what I'm saying here, they're still getting paid. Yeah. 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 If it was in New York, they'd probably be like, oh, okay, well, we're not going to pay them. You're not going to work. We're not going to get paid. Unpaid. That doesn't make any difference at all. No. It's child. Fuck them. This is why I sadly used to travel porn in the very beginning because I only like to be mad one time in the show. <laughs> <laughs> I so this week Apple also put out a lovely preview to our next lovely update for iOS 16. Oh, yes. Let the fuckery commence! That's right. We're getting multi actual lock screens. Meaning you don't have to settle on just one picture for your lock screen. How nice. That's right. It's a more loose design. The notifications are going to go down to the bottom, girl. Oh. The bottom. Okay. That's right. Remember how it was before? Like, if you had had the throwback iPhone, you remember. It's kind of going back to the old way. But here's also another feature they added, Apple Pay Later. Oh yeah, I did hear about that. They got Apple Layaway. They got Apple Layaway. Oh, bitch, it is over. <laughs> they got the Layaway for Apple. Let me order my MacBook right now. <laughs> okay. This Bill me like, later. Bill me later, please. That's right. Is what I was talking about. The features called Photo Shuffle. You see a set of Photo Shuffle automatically on your lock screen. Set for cadence for how often your lock screen updates with a new photo, or let iOS surprise and delight you throughout the day. <laughs> surprise and delight. I like that cell. That was real cute. Yeah, ain't it cute? <laughs> lock screens made for focus kids. 
Oh, so when you're focused, you can have your lock screen do what you want it to do, oh, too. Oh, girl, they bring astrology to it, too. Oh, Jesus. That's right. See the, see the Earth, Moon, or Solar System with a set of dynamic astrology-themed lock screens that update with live conditions. Whoop-dee-doo, Basil. <laughs> That's right, kids. Now, this all doesn't come to all of our lovely attention. Of course, y'all know what Apple does. They make us wait for the fall. Mm-hmm. Of course. So, yeah. You know, I was thinking about updating my phone. I'm going to wait. But wait. I'm going to wait. They didn't put in there the um the new fuck nigga feature? Fuck nigga feature? Yeah. Oh, yes. I didn't get to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> that was the talk of the town. Right. Girl. So, if you have not heard, if you've been living under a rock, one of the features that's coming with the new iOS is you actually can edit a text now. Also, you can unsend a message and mark it as unread. <sighs> Apple just gave all the fuck boys and fuck girls the alley oop. I just want y'all to know that. F R E E fuck free. <laughs> I mean, it's free reign now, guys. We're gonna just do all of the toxic shit we possibly can. Hey, not the window. Not my wretched ass friend. But you know, on a more serious note, uh-huh. that's kind of dangerous. Elaborate further, absolutely. Because if we're going down the hole of like some first forty-eight type shit. Mm-hmm. And I can text you and tell you I'm on my way to kill you and then erase the message and be like, I never did that. I never said that. I think Apple has enough technology. That I'm sure that they do. But I just want to put that out there for any of you bitches that are thinking about trying it. <laughs> oh, Don't get the idea. It's in the records, sis. Oh, back off this guy! Because I'm, I'm looking directly at the Apple website. You can even recover recently deleted messages Ooh. for up to thirty days. Thirty days? Yeah, girl, it's Dude. over. It's over. It's, a lot. it's over for the girls. Both of them got a screenshot. No more. Hide your passcode, <laughs> bitch. It's a wrap. Move it's, your face. No face ID. <laughs> so, as we move on from Apple, you know, I was thinking getting a little work done. I'm sorry, what? I was, you know, I was, I was contemplating going out to Brazil. Okay. And getting the BBL. Oh! oh. Where are you? Yeah. Okay. You know, I want, I want more cake. I want it to be a little plump back here, you uh-huh. know? Give them something you can use. Okay. Something you can feel. Oh, um, already about A little cushion. A little cushion for the cushion. Um, <laughs> okay. You, you, you see? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what are you owning me for? Where's this going? Well, you know, apparently, there's a rapper from Chicago that... <laughs> oh, God. Yes, my face just it changed. It was the look very for drastic. me. <laughs> if you could see the look. <laughs> changed very drastically. So quickly, because the way it... The it look changed killed. so fast. The nose flared and everything. Okay. <laughs> I need you to smile for me real quick, friend. Okay, can I get through the rest? Sure. Are you sure? Uh-huh. You sure? Go ahead. It's not who you think it is. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> so, a rapper by the name of Bandman Kevo. I have no idea who that is. Yeah, it's fine. So, he's going viral. But um, this time, this was recent ad and waste 
liposuction surgery. This comes from Hollywood a lot. The rapper hopped online and showed off his new results, and while doing so, he proceeded to call out other rappers who have gone through, have, who haven't been through, haven't been as transparent. Excuse me. While the biggest craze among celebrities and social media influencers include women getting lipo, Brazilian buttless BBLs, and breast implants, Kevo sheds light on another surgery fad that includes fat and skin removal and etched abs. Mm. That's right. Talking to his Instagram, Kevo uploaded a post to his feed showing off his before and after results. His before shows a doctor marks around his belly dictating where his new ass will be seen and in the after he shows off his ripped new vibe. Okay, they're dragging it. It wasn't really ripped. Um, it, his cat, it goes on further to say his cat should blast the haters to punch by admitting to the punch by admitting he in fact didn't work, did work out and hard but he just couldn't shed his stubborn belly. So he made the appointment with the surgeon, went under the knife and got his bo- the body he wanted. It just sounds painful. Period. <laughs> I mean, it's lipo. Fair. I mean, girls are notorious to run and get lipo, and that's no shade. It's just a fact. But we don't surgery shame. If you want to get surgery, I mean, if you got the coin, go under the knife and do it. But they now, make it in your size when you got the coin, child. The way that the way that media is now, especially when it comes to image, a lot of us don't like to talk about it, but they focus a lot on how you actually look. So, yes, contrary to belief, a lot of the stars that you love, oh, they lost so much weight. Nine times out of ten, they got work done and they just won't admit it. It's like, oh, they went hard in the gym. They went hard in the gym for three months and they got that thing. Well, it's not impossible. It's not impossible, but it's not logical. Well, it's also not healthy. That part, too. So, that's number one. First and foremost, because I tell people all the time, they're like, oh, bitch. I'm trying to lose 20 pounds in three months. Sis, that's not how you do it. You're it's supposed not. to lose five pounds a month, max. And that's healthy weight loss. But people go harder than that. When it comes to getting work done and stuff like that, in this day and age, I really don't understand why people don't just admit it. Back in the day when plastic surgery first hit the scene and people were like really shaming folks for doing it, and it was real taboo back then, sure. But in 2022? I mean, the girls, I, it's still a stigma around getting work done. If you think, if you really think about it, like, it's still some people that will look at it like you took the easy way out. Or, you know, oh, you should have just kept it natural. It's, it's not your call because it's not your body. Yeah, and then on top of that, it is, bitch... Not only is it not your call and not your... I want this done. <laughs> I don't care if you spent the last six years of your life working on your body. Very good job. I'm not that bitch. Leave me alone. I mean, to each its own. I mean, if you want to rant and rave that you did it naturally, power to you. If I decided to take me a quick little stack and take a quick flight out to Columbia, that's just my business. You enjoy that. Go ahead. Listen, <laughs> I made the right turn to Albuquerque. Don't get mad at me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, if I hop on a plane and if I have to sit here and go through God knows what to be comfortable to get back home, then let me be in peace, damn it. Now, here's the thing. The stigma around that 
I get because it's an actual thing. The reality of the matter is that some of y'all are going about it in ways that is just unsafe for your body. And not to mention, whenever you get any form of plastic surgery, the part that they don't talk about publicly is you actually have to go get maintenance on it. Mm -hmm. That's a part of it. And a lot of you girls do not have money for the maintenance. You don't. This is why you shouldn't get it done. <laughs> if you can't afford the upkeep, then don't get the work done. Especially but, if you go to like some place like Columbia and you get veneers, for example. You pay what eight thousand dollars for veneers or more or, or more. more. But then, if one of them fall out, you got to go back to Columbia. It, You'll be botched in a second. You, it's, that it's, just happened to Sukihana. Yeah. When she had, um, she was supposed to do an event and she had took out. Um, she was in the middle of eating, like eating crab legs. Boom. She was just ratchet. <laughs> but at the same time, one of her veneers fell out, and she was saying she didn't have the money to go, like get, like basically get the one fixed. Like where, like she was telling, like where's my tooth? Like I don't think you understand when you go out of country. It's going to happen. Then no. If anything happens, they're like you're gonna have to go back there to get it yeah, fixed. Yeah, because you can't. The, you in America, they're gonna look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> I don't know why you went out of the country to do that, knowing you need <laughs> because it's, it's cheap. That's yeah, what it it's is. cheaper. It, it's cheaper, yes, but at the same time, you don't think about things like what happened. What about a medical emergency? At the end of the day, it's gonna add up. It's gonna be over. You and gonna pay better so much have money. an economy pack of uh, chiclets on standby. <laughs> Economy pack. That's oh right. God. You need all of the chiclets you can get. Chicklet. Economy. How the hell can a chick? You know what? <laughs> oh god. They make them when you got the coin for it. We're in Philadelphia. Yeah. So. <laughs> I guess. So you know, this week was a little interesting. I have two more topics, and then we're gonna go to our lovely trending. So Amanda Sills went on to the Breakfast Club, okay. and because beforehand she actually released an Instagram video where she spoke about the real excluding her from like a farewell along all the hosts that they've had. Mm. They even included Tamar, but they excluded Amanda. Mm. So she went on because I I was watching the interview before I came, mm-hmm. and she said basically. She. This is all alleged that Tamar apologized and got into their good graces to get acknowledged. I guess for the final um, episode, mm-hmm. but she said her issue. She always said was with management. Like anytime she has an issue with any of the shows she's been on, mm-hmm. it's never been the talent. It's always been production. Mm-hmm. So her issue wasn't per se with the host. Like she went. Of course, she did say it was an issue she had with like one. But of course, she's not going to name who. Okay. <clears throat> However, all her issues came with production, so she felt like it was a little obvious that intentional that they didn't acknowledge her presence, right? In that exit, but I like how she did it because she had to explain it. Like, no, I don't think you guys understand. It's like someone trying to not acknowledge that you are part of a project, right? Are you a part of a legacy? At the end of the day, acknowledge mm. that I was there. Yeah, that's fucked up. You can't just X me out of a whole fucking show. Like, people saw me there. How long was she on that show? She said six months. She was yeah, on. That's a long so, that's, that's it, half a fucking year, bitch. How 
you gonna X me out like I didn't exist? Mm-hmm. It was a, I mean, it was a se- Don't be like that. <laughs> I don't know. It was a season. I, the one thing I had to learn when it comes to like certain media personalities mm-hmm. is you have to separate how the internet wants you to feel about them mm-hmm. versus the person that is actually speaking. Yeah, because Amanda Seals has... It, it's, it's, it's a tough love situation. It's very love-hate. It's very, very love-hate. And, I and of course, you, we're both valid in that reason, but we don't go into if we hear something in the media in regards to her automatically like, what she done did now? <laughs> like you know, get what I'm saying? It's like more so. Okay, what happened? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I have to be like, okay, girl. Let me go check it out. See what she said, and then I'll deduce whether I'm okay with it or not. But once I remove my emotions from any situation, I'm like, okay, now let's go back to right, reevaluate. Let's, let's reevaluate. Let's this. talk about it. Let's do it. Speaking of talking, let's talk about the things. Oh shit! What That's now? That's right. She done shook her titties, oh, child. Lord. What's going on? Come on, double D's. Let's go. All right. <laughs> now y'all know. Last week um, we talked about these here nominations. Oh, give me the dirt. Okay, what happened? What happened? What happened? So apparently, someone prepared a diss track. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yes. All right, we're here. We're here. We're at the station. The train has arrived. It's right there. Let's do it. You know, we're looking for, we're looking, you know what? The train has arrived. We're on the train and we're looking for the bar. Okay. That's good. That's (laughs) good. Where are the cocktails at? That's good. And they, and of course they have some Hennessy. Wonderful. (laughs) All right. Are we getting shots or are we getting cocktails? What are we doing? Shots and cocktails. I love it. All right. (laughs) That's right. The bar, brought out the bar. It's fine. It's fine. So, apparently, Little Nas X put out a song. In the very beginning, all you hear twice is fuck me easy. I love it. Tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) If y'all can see this Chester Cat grin that Marlon has on right now. He said, tell me more. (laughs) Like, no, he got excited. The the T is there. Mm. The, the slur, the, oh my god. This is tasty, I like it. It's <laughs> tasty, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, you like it? Yeah. yeah. So, that's right, let me get my little, let me get my little, and see, my reading I'm glasses just, on. Because he's such a troll, I know that this district is going to be really nasty. So, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to swipe up for a second, and I'm going to turn the sound on so we can hear this. All right. Okay. Of course, the censor. And it's set playing it's dead. So, he goes further to, uh, to tweet. This not over no BET award. This is it. This is about a bigger problem of homophobia in the black community. Y'all can't sit and pretend all you want, but I'm gonna risk it all for us. Then, someone said, says to him, you got a whole Grammy, why are you acting like this? He quote tweeted them and said this. This is my point exactly. How can I get acknowledged by the most acclaimed award show in the world and then not even just one nomination for my own people? Is that not crazy? Am I really tripping? 
This is my thing about you straights. <laughs> that is really wearing me out. You all are further perpetuating the ideology behind homophobia. You're literally doing it anyway by asking these questions. Is he not black? Is he not an artist? Has he not done the things? And I have watched you bitches get on Twitter Mm -hmm. and try to discredit everything this man has done and act like that album did not dominate last year. How can you act like that album did not dominate? If you didn't like it, that's fine. But you cannot take away everything he did with Montero. You can't. It, for some odd reason, if an artist p- comes out and literally owns that they're openly gay, mm-hmm. it, they have it ten times harder to get recognition. Absolutely. How long have we seen Saucy Santana and he's just now starting to get magazine covers? Right. He's he been just, around for so long. He just got signed. Like, all of this just had Like, these things just happened. There are so many queer artists that are amazing that don't get the recognition that they deserve. they deserve. Where is Michelle and Cello's flowers? We have not given her anything. Nothing. When have we seen Rashawn Patterson get his fucking flowers? Never. Never. M&EK don't even get his flowers the way that he's supposed to get them. And he done wrote for your face thing. TC does not get the flowers that he deserves and he literally wrote everyone's favorite album along what, what, with what, her. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? So again, are these artists not black artists? Do they not make great music? So do they not deserve because of who they love? Oh, so y'all just homophobic. Got it. So I have to work twice as hard and actually go through polite, polite, poli- politeness politics. Absolutely. Yes, just yes. to go. And excuse me, let me code switch my actual art. Right. Just so y'all can. Would you just it. say the things that make sense? I have to go through code switching to appeal to the streets. Mm-hmm. But my question is, what does my sexuality have to do with my music and my work? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. You know what it is? Yeah. They not gonna listen to some shit that they quote-unquote can't relate to. Meanwhile, if you talk about fucking niggas in your song, then I'm not gonna listen to that because that's that gay shit. I don't do that. What? But even if I'm not even talking about fucking niggas, I'm just talking about love. How can we talk about loving the freaking birds in the sky? They can, The <laughs> song literally can have no pronouns in it whatsoever. It will still get the hardest way around because they know that it's an artist that might be gay. But y'all are listening to Young and May. Mm. Mm-hmm. Huh. Big time. Huh. And we won't get on that. We surely won't. And uh, y'all be doing her dirty too. But that's another story for another that's time. <laughs> so. Huh. On my trending topic. Mm-hmm. So. JCon, better known as The Game, did a sit-down interview with Complex Magazine recently. Okay. And they asked him the question, because you guys know he's close with Kanye West. Okay. They asked him the question, has it ever come up in conversation about you guys dating this, like dating within the same family? And if I'm not mistaken, at one point, they both dated Kim. Like... The Game dated Kim? Allegedly, I, I could... If it wasn't Kim, it was Chloe. Okay. It might have been Chloe. It was Chloe. Mm, It was Chloe. Almost the same thing. So he said, like, basically, 
he was saying that they didn't hold a grudge about it, and it's not something that they think about. Like, yeah, we dated in the same family type situation. Mm-hmm. So it brought about the question online: Is someone ex, is someone's ex off limits after your friend breaks up with them? <laughs> because it leads to that question. This happens a lot, where one of your friends is sitting here and trying to turn around and date your ex. No matter the sexuality, this happens. We got a complicated order. Um, we got uh, I'm on Queen Queen. <laughs> Come on now. I have grown a lot. Right. Because if you would have asked me this question when I was like 21, 22. I'd have been like, no, don't date my ex. Uh uh-uh, uh, I don't like that shit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there are conditions to this conversation. It's very, yes. very conditional. Very because if, for me, if it was someone that I had a very deep connection with, been with that person for a few years, love that person, yada yada sis boom I think I might feel some kind of way, but then there's the other side of me that's like, I didn't want them so, first, I, I don't own them. They don't belong to me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And once we're done, we're done. It gets complicated if you're my friend and then you're dating my ex. Mm-hmm. Now I have to see this bitch again and we don't rock like that no more. Mm-hmm. Now granted, I'm friends with most of my exes, so I can't see that being a real big problem, but there's still this... I care, but I don't. If that makes sense, I care, but I don't. You know, And depending on who it is, like, if me and Bay broke up today, I need no bitch to be like... Also, no, girl. Actually, <laughs> actually, pump your brakes, pull your rights. We probably should do that. Okay. I don't know. It's just I don't know. I don't know. I think it's based on the timing as well. Ha. I think Speak that honestly, like there's been a situation that I, that I've been in, and one of my good friends started sending pictures to Max. And we were just kind of so fresh. Mm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, wait a minute, hold up. Weren't we just, we were just, we were still cool. Like, my ex is still, at that moment, we were still cool. Mm-hmm. Why are you even entertaining my, my friend, my good Judy? Like, right. my good Judy, Judy. And I'm like, yeah. So, I would, yeah, it depends on the time and the situation. Like you said, we've been, if we were, if we were together for so long, yeah, you don't don't do that. No, no. It's kind of like a bro code type thing, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I have, I, I've had one of my closest friends have a crush on somebody that I was madly in love with. Like, took me about a decade to get over that thing. Madly in love with. Mm-hmm. And even that kind of like, I still was in that space of, I don't care because we're not together anymore. That's not my man. Hasn't been for a long time. But there was that underlying feeling of, oh, bitch, why him? You, that, that already had that. Like, what are we... 
You can't find nobody else. <sighs> and you know how I feel about them. But, but, here's the thing, though. And this is where it gets complicated for me because I give people a lot of space to be human. And the reality of the matter is, is that when they were my man, you watched us in our relationship and you probably saw a lot of things that you liked in that person. Mm -hmm. And also, my other piece to that is is that it didn't work out for me and that person it might be great for you too might be and who are me to judge or step in the way <laughs> of what works for you too because I'm I'm in the frame of mind that I could have been the conduit for you all to get together you see what I'm saying mm -hmm. because if I wasn't with that person that time, time, time you might have never met them True. And then I, if I'm sitting up here like, well, no, bitch, we were together, and you're not gonna date him because that was my man first. I look stupid. Girl, get your life. Get your life. As my thing is this: as long as you all didn't have dealings while we were together, I don't give a damn. I could give less than two nut fucks about what y'all do right now, especially because I've moved on with my life. We're in different places, different spaces with different faces. I don't. So what? Go for it. I may, and maybe it's just me and my mindset that I'm developing now is I look at certain relationships in the past and I look at it as a phase mm -hmm. and honestly if I'm past that phase I personally don't give a shit go for what you know I don't care have them um, do what you want you won't have one up on me because half of the time what we didn't get the chance to talk about especially when it comes to our kind of people mm -hmm. <laughs> the ones that get with your ex because they're trying to be spiteful. Mm -hmm. But see, my thing is, if you have a friend like that in your life, that ain't your friend and ain't never been your friend. Ever. And when you get down to conversations like that, I have to look at people and I'm like, who are you keeping in your... Why do you have that type of... Why do you keep that type of energy around you? Exactly. Because if you got a bitch around you that's scheming on your men that you... You need not be around that person and then you need to turn around and check yourself to figure out why you are attracting that kind of energy in your life. That friend mm -hmm. is not beneficial to you at all. At all. <laughs> at all. Ain't your friend, bitch, because if they're getting with your ex to spite you, so why why you want to fight me? Why do we want to fight? Because this, we that's not friendship shit. Nope. Why we gotta jump? Like, what, what, what are we not doing? Move on. <laughs> Move on. That is actually all I have. So it's looking like we need a little refill. Uh-huh. I feel like the girl at the bar who's been there too long. I can't stand up. I should be gone, but I just can't get enough. Yeah. Yes, we're going to refill these cups. That was cute for I like that. <laughs> we're going to refill these cups and we'll be right back, bitch. Yes, we'll be right back. Oh, yeah, suck daddy. Suck me just like that. <laughs> We're back to this shit again. That's how we're doing it. <laughs> Do not have time for I'm, your shit. I really wasn't expecting That's how that bitch got me last week. <laughs> All right, ladies and germs and those without gender. Yes. It's time for Marlon to stir this pot. And before we get started, I am going to have my queers. Yes. Raise their shot glasses yes. because we are going into a deep combo. Mm -hmm. mm. 
Oh, wait a minute now. Crown Royal? That's right. Okay now. You better be grown, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, the pot this week is a hearty stew. This stew is like a beef stew in this. Yeah, she's savory. She's thick. She has a lot. She has a lot of beef. She's in got a lot of fixings. You know, a lot of fixings. It's a lot of carrots, potatoes, mm-hmm. onions, things that I Some just, celery. It's just boiling. It's just got a lot of shit in it, and uh, it's just boiling. You know. Mm. So, Lene came to me Indeed. a little bit earlier in the week and said, Fran, I got a topic for the pot this week. I said, okay, all right. What do you want to talk about? And Fran said, Fran, I want to talk about church hurt. That's right. So... In the spirit of Pride Month, we are going to dive into all of the things, <laughs> both uh, positive and triggering. We're just going to go through the gamut of you all know, the shits. I, I just, you, it, it was target practice this week. Wow. And didn't you hit the bullseye? Uh, <laughs> so there is a... Uh, wow. You won. <laughs> So, the Church of God in Christ Women's Convention happened recently. Oh, Lord. And, uh, one of the Mm. guest speakers came and had a sermon. She had some things to say. She did. Mm. And this is the clip that was sent to me. Now, before we get started, I want to give the floor to Jonathan to give his background in the church so that you all can understand why we chose him to come and have this conversation. Exactly. So, 
Jonathan, give us give us a little history about you in church, where you are, where you've been. Help us to understand where you are in your faith. So, basically, um, I was born and bred in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, I am from Brooklyn, and uh, anything you've done in church, any specific role besides preach, I've done it all. Okay. President of the choir, usher board, youth department. I'm technically a deacon in my church now, but mm-hmm. you know, okay. things have gone a little different now. But you know, <laughs> um, yeah, I've born and bred. So mm-hmm. I know all the isms and schisms of the church world. Okay. okay. Gotcha. gotcha. So. Many of us have the story of being brought up in the church. Right. No matter your denomination, if you are a man of color, particularly a black man, or black woman, mm-hmm. or trans man, or trans woman, Come on now. or gender non-conforming or non-binary, many of us hey, have yo. been brought up in church. And there are, I would say... Quite a few of us that have experienced church hurt of some kind. Right. Mm-hmm. There are some of us that are living with church hurt while we continue to go to church. There are lots of us that experienced church hurt and left the church. Mm-hmm. So forth and so on. So I want to kick off the conversation by asking what is everyone's Excuse me. Definition of church hurt. That's a deep question. Yeah. I love. I love this loaded. You know. It's very loaded. Very. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say church hurt would be holding on to how the church reacted to something that you may have done or how you may have chosen to your direction of life. Okay. I could just, I could say that would be church hurt. Like one incident got magnified, and now, well, I don't want to go back there anymore. Okay. Type situation. I to me, I define that as church hurt. Okay. For myself, I I don't think that church hurt is specifically the church in itself. Okay. I okay. believe it's the people in mm-hmm. the church. Okay. okay. I believe that you know. Like any like any any place at work, at home, at school, you have people who have who say things that are not befitting of a Christian per se. Um, I think that the people in the building can do things that make people not want to come to the church building okay. or not okay. come. So people sometimes automatically assume, oh, because we go to church, hmm, if they do something wrong, oh, I'm over it. I'm not gonna come back in no more. The church people, the church people. It's not. It's not the church itself. It's the people specifically, or that person who does something that is kind of like, all right, I don't understand. And sometimes it could be the pastor of the church okay. that says something that's just like, uh, okay, well, I'm over this and I'm not gonna do it. So I specifically think that church hurt is not the building or the congregation. It's the specific person that has hurt the person. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I identify church hurt as. Residual emotions from attacks against a person's humanity. Oh, you thought about that one, child. Yes, he did. (laughs) And I say that because 
like Jonathan, I agree with what you are saying in the respect that I don't think that it is the church itself, but a lot of us experience church hurt from the congregation, from people in positions of power in the church. Lots of us experience church hurt from pastors, Mm -hmm. evangelists, so on and so forth. And the reason why I say residual emotions from attacks on my humanity is because when it comes to religion, there are there are laws, do's and don'ts, mm-hmm. right? Right. But we are all human. Specifically in the church, the aspiration is to be more like Him, Him being God, Jesus Christ. The problem with that is, is that God. Jesus are entities of perfection. Mm-hmm. We as humans are imperfect in every way. Right. So there's already this race to a finish that we will never accomplish. Right? So we fall short a lot during this journey to be more like him and also this race to die and have a life after that does not entail the pits of hell as it were you know and I tried to formulate another way to describe church hurt but I think I have a way better definition than the one I gave before Okay, Um, I'm going to define church hurt as shame Mm -hmm. I'm going to define it as shame because a lot of times, yes, you're right. And to further elaborate on Jonathan's point, you'll have people in the church, like church officials, that'll say something hurtful to someone and they'll hold on to it and internalize it. But nine times out of ten, when someone goes through church hurt, it may not just be one person in particular. It could be a mountain of other officials that that brought them to this conclusion. Mm Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten, just like the actual sermon that we just they played the clip for, we ha- I can't count how many times I had to sit through sermons like that. Mm-hmm. And it makes you, it gets you to a point in a space where you resent the church. And I wouldn't say per se it has anything to do with religion. I would take religion out of it. It has everything to do with the actual church itself, because you can have a relationship with God. And not incorporate religion whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But when you incorporate when you incorporate the actual church, that's when you involve other people in your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. So if you see if you have a Christian from the context that I took from the sermon, because we had to watch it, of course, is it was more so you should be living this holier life, that you should be abstaining into marriage. That all of these elms are against you in the world and you should still have a high head, like basically hold your head up high and be holy. And basically the life that most people live is not considered holy. Mm -hmm. So that's what I took from it. Like it's several things, but I think that was the main thing I took from it. It was more so she was trying to drive home that anything outside of just 
a marriage and excuse me, a monogamous marriage, let me just say that, is the only way that would be translated as holy. Mm-hmm. So listening to the sermon as a whole, um, kind of piggybacking on what Marlon said, in Christendom you str- you strive to be holy. You strive to be perfect. Right. I know. I, we we as 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 a Christian myself, we hear that. Oh, you have to strive to be holy. You strive to be more like Christ. And like you said, yes, we are imperfect people. Mm-hmm. But as a Christian, your mindset should be to be more like Him. Mm-hmm. You have to kind of really live your life daily like you know the bible talks about your, your flesh dies daily you go through so many things and you might be looking at somebody and you might your mind can go all types of ways but every day you like, oh, listen god let me try to get back to you mm-hmm. and especially the young lady who, uh mother McClue who preached that night she's very old school she's mm-hmm. very that church of god in christ period is very much one husband one wife Know this, know that. Mm-hmm. You can't wear this. I specifically go to a church that believes in you wear skirts, you wear head coverings, you're real, 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 real ultra old school. We believe in the same thing that she said. You don't do what the world, you have to be separate. You have to come apart from among them. Um, personally, some things that she said I don't agree with. Okay. okay. But some things that, that she said I do agree with. Like, mm-hmm. you know, one thing that I really liked from the message that she said was she talked about legacy. She talked about you have to strive to to be perfect, quote unquote. And then I liked what she said about the whole the mean women and the the the, the older women who are you got to stop being so rough with the younger generation because now you know we I call our generation the the show me generation. Prove to me mm-hmm. that this is what it is. Let yeah. me know how it is because at mm-hmm. the end of the day you got to show me. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, as I grew up, I believe they kind of made us into a uh, had to have some thick skin right like my church i've been silent so many times mm-hmm. when i tell you my my pastor has put me oh no we ain't doing this no more you're not singing for the rest of the month because y'all, y'all gotta get better and i'm just like but that could also mean the church hurt situation we can mm-hmm. be like oh oh because y'all did this and y'all don't listen to this and that because y'all are crazy this and that that can do you know how bad that could have really changed our whole disposition and how we thought about certain things mm-hmm. church hurt could have came from that church hurt could have came from all these different things but at the end of the day you have to search yourself in my personal opinion you got to search yourself and really understand what you think god has for you personally mm-hmm. everybody else has their own belief and everybody's entitled to how they believe and how they deliver their specific message or something like that but at the end of the day you have to worry about your own soul salvation. Mm-hmm. Worry about you. You know, I might not believe in everything, but if I'm gonna believe in Christ, I'm gonna believe in how I feel in, in, in the best way possible. Okay. So my thing with that always becomes because when I was in the church, it was more about the community of church. It was more about being in the church house mm-hmm. amongst the church people. And as time progressed until I left the church in 2010, it began to go into this space of having your own personal relationship with God. Right. Which, to me, felt like, because I kind of took that in before I changed my faith. Because 
the reality of the matter is, is that when it comes to organized religion and we have these deities that we pray to, we aspire to be more like, so forth and so on. <clears throat> All of the history that we have that's given to us by the higher-ups in these organizations has been written by people like us, which are imperfect beings. Right. So when you have people that push back on... Christianity, what you can take your picture out. Everybody's going to push back at some point. You get a lot of pushback because people will say, well, how can I trust this to be true? God has not come down and said to me that listen to him, everything he's saying to you is the truth. You know, all of this comes from a book that has been rewritten, re- submitted uh, lots of different minds have been behind the pens you got this version, you got the King James version you got this version over here, you got the Old Testament New Testament, there's so much stuff to take in and I feel like at the end of it all it's really about how it speaks to you and your life as the person that you are and I feel that a lot of church hurt comes from the fact that we've been indoctrinated to believe that what this book says is the truth. That's the end all, that's the be all, and if you're not doing it the way that it's taught in this book, then you're not living right. But being human and living in these lives that we're in will teach us different things, and we are so set apart from what's put in this book and taught to us and when we are going against what the book is saying but we want to just live our lives and we know that we can't just change who we are because it's just who we are then that's when the church hurt begins because we're taught to love God and to honor God but if you're telling me that I can't love and honor God because of who I am but you will say that it's how I am then we get the conflict the thing that I had to realize is really perfectionism like when everything has to be perfect we get that from Christianity where mm -hmm. everything has to look and appear to be a certain way to look and appear to be pleasing to God mm -hmm. which we all completely understand to Marlon's point and that's always been my biggest debate is the Bible came out literally centuries ago at this point mm -hmm. we're not in those times anymore and however everyone wants to uphold certain parts of the bible to their to their liking to weaponize against someone else mm. this in turn creates the church hurt is that people will love to pick and choose what part benefits what they believe mm. and at what point do you recognize that Though, yes, you believe that these teachings are the teachings of God and this is the word of God, but it's translated through man. It's being translated time and time again, even when you go to church and have to listen to a sermon, it's being translated through man or woman mm -hmm. and what they believe. It's not pure in any way, shape, or form. 
it's their personal beliefs that they're interpreting and giving the message to a whole flock of people. And though I understand what she was saying and the message that she was giving, I felt bad for anyone in there that was struggling with their sexuality or trying to figure it out for themselves because it, she didn't make them feel horrible in that moment where she said it's a sin. She called out every which way of living an alternative lifestyle sin. Even how we date today was considered a sin to her. Yeah. Yeah. You, you gotta understand, like I said, she is ultra, ultra old, old school all the way. And, and go ahead. Sorry to cut you off. And that also drives another point. You have someone that I'm not even going to sit here and I'm going to give a ballpark for an age. I'm guessing anywhere between 50 to 60. I'm just going to say, you're right, she's definitely ultra old school. The only people that still think about that are like the mindset of like the baby boomer generation. Where it's just like, it's supposed to be this way and if it falls out of the lines of simplicity, it's just, oh my god, it's, it's too much. Or what they're able to construct. So, even with that, it, it drives like it's so many factors where the conversation could be driven toward in s- circumstances that add up to what the message could have been or what it should have been. One thing I can say about her sermon as a whole, compared to other people that I've heard say the sermon, mm-hmm. she was the most sweetest, the most caring in her delivery. Mm-hmm. Because some people, they would be the first one, oh, you're going to hell. Gonna fire and brimstone. I've heard so many hell fire and brimstone ser- ser- sermons, sermons in this whole situation. She was very delicate, mm-hmm. and like you said earlier, she touched on every single gay, straight, adultery, all of it. She touched on everything, and I mm-hmm. felt like it was it was a decent way to kind of cover it. Mind you, yes, if someone in the building, because there was there was people. I know people in the video who was dealing with it. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, sometimes you gotta. I've been in so many sermons where the pastor says, One Lord, one, one husband, one wife. I heard Adam and Eve, not Adam, I mean, Adam and Eve, not Adam, Adam and Steve. I've heard it so many times. I've heard someone say, Oh, the tissue wrist boys over the pulpit. Mind you, I did a solo before you, you suck before you preached that day. I'm one of the main tissue wrist boys in your whole, in, in there. But still, I'm still anointed. Like, to me, what kills me is that they want to beat down the whores, beat down the gays, beat down this, beat down this, but you still use me. You still, I'm still effective in your ministry. I'm still here working for the master, quote-unquote. To kind of piggyback on what Marlon said earlier about the different Bibles and all this stuff, to me, it comes to maturity. You have to be spiritually mature. If you say, listen, I am repping Christianity. This is what I believe. I believe in this. This is how I go about things. At the end of the day, yes, we got King James, Phillips version, New Vision, um, uh, My Vision, all these different versions of the Bible. And they all say different things if you really are listening and reading it. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you have to say, if I'm going to stand firm on what I believe and say, I am a Christian. I might not agree, something which might not make sense to some people, but hey, listen, this is how I feel. And at the end of the day, 
this is what this is what it is to me. You gotta be spiritually mature to be like, you know, one thing I've learned too, you have to be like, listen, I'm gonna take all I'm gonna take all the meat and spit off the bones. Alright, you you okay, you say what you wanna say, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, I got I got this. God got me at the end of the day. Listen, I feel as though, hey, listen, God made me gay, cool. Let's that's the best thing I could do. I like to do what I gotta do, but I still love God. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some people, like I said, growing up. My family, my whole rent. Oh no, you can't do this. this, this, this. Okay, but you still smoking. You still had that baby out of wedlock. How about that? Yeah. Let's not go there. Oh, they don't want. They want to pinpoint that one sin. Mm-hmm. But baby, you got forty-five different baby mamas. You know, and for me, and I'm so glad that Jonathan sent. Because when I asked Jonathan to do it, he was ready. He was on board. He was okay. ready to go. I, I just I automatically knew. I was like, you know, but I was like, Marlon, please listen to the whole thing. Yes, and, <laughs> I'm, and I'm glad that you sent it to me because, not for nothing, I like Jonathan said. There were some things that she said that I agreed with, and it's certain things I and certain agree things with. that I couldn't relate to. Yeah. I was glad that she did not seclude it to the gay. Was very appreciative that she didn't seclude it to the gays. Mm-hmm. She touched everybody. She did that. She went there and talked about the pastors doing their dirt. <laughs> you know, she really went in. She talked about threesomes and stuff like that. And you can tell that she's very. She comes from a very old school dynamic. I could respect where she was coming from because the title of the sermon was like keeping a legacy of holiness. And everything she said lined up with what she was preaching. I could not deny that. Right. It made total sense for for her life and for what she was trying to convey to the congregation. Got it. So, however, what I comma. Well, my thing is, is that <laughs> I'll do it. However, comma. Lots of times, we as the LGBTQ plus community will focus on this part of every sermon. Yes. Because we are the hit dogs that holler in this situation. Mm-hmm. And because we experience this we experience this type of sermon more often than I feel mm-hmm. anybody else does. Mm-hmm. So my question becomes, is church hurt only reserved for the queer community? No. No. The thing is, I really had to realize and Again, thank you, Jonathan, for making us watch the whole thing first. <laughs> I really had to come to the realization that for a long time, we looked in police to be offended by anything. And because we're so used to the... We sat, as you just heard all three of us say, we sat through the homophobic sermons mm-hmm. on several occasions right. that... The main thing that we'll do is just go off of one clip and not off of the whole message. Right. Now, yes, like he said, everything aligned with what the title of the actual sermon was. Mm-hmm. It got to that one point, of course, that one clip got online and everyone ran with the one clip. Mm-hmm. Opposed to actually listening to what she had to say. Yeah. Now, does that mean that the message should have been given in the first place. (laughs) No, but this is where the generational gap kicks in. And no, it's not not BS before anyone can even think that. It actually is a thing. You have to remember, 
those are times where the father could have a whole separate family and mama was not leaving. She was staying. She knew he was going around the corner to see Shirley. I mean, but that was also back in the time when people were marrying for survival and not love. My point exactly. Yeah. We're no longer in those times. Yes. So, yes, she could be speaking and preaching to people that can relate to her. The newer generation doesn't have the same mindset. We will forever be fighting this generational gap Mm -hmm. of this is the mindset that we're on versus what they're used to. No, you should do it like this. Just because it worked for you does not mean that it's going to work for me. Because you live your life like that. And there's nothing wrong with that. You see it fit. I don't. I may like this. and I still, I may cuss a little and still love God. Does that mean I love him any less than you? No. Does that mean you need to actually say that I'm going to hell? You don't have that. You don't make that decision for me, love. You can't call that. It's so funny with the generational thing right now. For example, um, I know someone who was married, and my church believes in once you marry, you stay you married. married. Mm. There is no divorce. I know someone who got beat down. I mean, bloody beat down all the stuff. She went to her pastor. I just I want to get a divorce, daughter. No. You can't get divorced. But he's beating me down. No, you're not going to get divorced. The Bible says, you know, you can't get divorced. Separated. Oh, pastor, I want to, you know, me look for new men. Daughter, you got to wait till the rapture. You got to be by yourself till the, for the rest of your life because she was married to him. That is, a, is, is something uh, like church hurt. Mm-hmm. To me, to this day, she is not married. She, no, she's married, but she is not. Basically, it's kind of like they're married, but they're separated. Right. They live in two different countries. How about that? But she is so, she's been so taught. I'm good. I'm waiting till Jesus come. And I'm like, hell no. And <laughs> see, this is my issue Bless. that I have specifically with Christianity. It is very dehumanizing. Mm. It really is. And I just... I believe that... Christians would get more souls, quote-unquote, as it were, if they recognized people's humanity and preached to that point instead of preaching perfection. I'm not taking anything away from anybody's book anybody's beliefs. I could nick at it, but I don't do that because it causes a lot of arguments. But I feel like you can have a conversation about what is expected of the flock from God while also realizing that that flock is not God. And also realize and let's just keep it a buck. A lot of the reason why people get a lot of pushback and why folks are out here doing what the hell they want to do in the first place is because the call is coming from inside the house. It's a lot of you preachers out here preaching this word and you're doing the exact opposite of what you're preaching. Uh, Talk about it. That's why you can't just come to this generation and serve them a pipe dream 
and expect them to believe it. People have resources. A lot of folks read. There's a wealth of knowledge. The knowledge of the world is in everybody's fingertips. You're not just going to tell me anything. You're not going to piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. I was just about to say it. It's just not going to happen. You know, I, it's just... <sighs> so, you know, one thing, at the end of the day, I also believe it is a cultural thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. I believe within the black church, they are very... I'm here to... to I'm here for God, but I love my pastor. Mm-hmm. I love my pastor. I, I, I'm going to... Whatever my pastor wants, and he, he preaches the word because he is... He gets all the knowledge from God. Hmm. Mm, I don't okay. think so. Mm. Like I love my pastor to death. I love that man with all my heart. Yes, I love him, but he is not God. Right. He is a human. And one thing that I like about him is that he preached to us. I am not God. I am humans too. I am human too. I have my little faults, and he lets us know. Listen, this is why you're supposed to study to show yourself approved unto God. You have to know the Bible for yourself. Right. Some cultures. Like I said, they're so they gun ho about the pastor, and some people, especially these new age churches, a lot of these, a lot of these people who've been in the apostolic or the Pentecostal or the Kojic churches, they have strayed away from that de- that from that denomination, but still have their beliefs, mm-hmm. but a little bit more new age, a mm-hmm. little bit more, you know, open to certain beliefs and certain things, kind of progressive, quote unquote. So you have to get it for yourself. Yes, some people really go hard about certain things, and sometimes they ha- they lack humanity. But you have to you have to get in your mind because something gotta click. Something gotta click where it's like, Mm-mm, this ain't right. I'm not gonna stay in the marriage 45 years and you knocking me across my head. Yeah. I'm not doing it. Yeah. You gotta get to the point where I'm, I'm a firm believer that God will give you something. But I right, listen, sweetheart. No, no, this is not right. And you know for yourself, but you just like, oh no, but that's not what the... No, no, no. I'm not getting knocked in the head no more. I'm sorry. Listen, and I mean, it's it, that it, it goes back to all of this religious dogma where... I feel like a lot of folks <laughs> feel like their pastors are the be-all, the end-all. Yes. They're a direct connection to God, and they put them up on this pedestal which as we have learned across time is that man is wicked you cannot put him in a position of power and expect him to stay on the straight path all the time i'm a buddhist there was the reason i practice nietzsche buddhism which is totally different than um that of buddhist monks because in those times you could not First of all, women couldn't even practice Buddhism without their husbands. And then on top of that, the whole point around Buddhism is to become enlightened. With Buddhist monks, you couldn't you couldn't be enlightened at all unless a monk passed it down to you. So until then, you were simply practicing that's it. You would never achieve enlightenment unless some other man gave it to you. Nietzsche and Buddhism says we all can be enlightened, but again, things change as times change, so forth and so on. All of it, all in all, is again, it, it really boils down to the imperfection of humans and how it commingles with Religion, religious dogma, 
all of that shit all bundled up together creates a perfect pot for church. Mm -hmm. So, my final question is this. How do we heal church hurt? Hmm. Is it possible to even heal it? I think so. Talk about it. I believe that you go through things like I, I'm a firm believer in going through. If you're gonna if you have a part where you're really hurting and you really don't understand why you're hurting or you have a moment where you're you know, you're feeling some type of way. I believe if you go through it and you have some type of conversation with someone who's middle, you know, some type of therapist or have some type of insight on certain things, or someone you respect, have that conversation. Listen, I am not feeling the best right now because this really pissed me the hell off. Mm -hmm. If you have that one person or have some type of conversation, have that buddy. But listen, yo, Lonnie, I'm not, I'm not feeling this right now. I'm really not trying to come here no more. Mm -hmm. You gotta have that time, that type of conversation, so that you can heal. Because there's always healing to be taking place. At the end of the day, you gotta grow from it. To me, you will never go through something. You will never go through something where you cannot come through from it. Mm -hmm. You got to go through something to, man to manifest, so you can say, "Listen, I got through it." You know what I mean? Like, I was hurt and I was pissed the hell off, but at the end of the day, I got through it, so that I can talk to you and say, "You know what, Lonnie? You can do get through it as well." Mm -hmm. There's always healing from something. And I believe in any, any religion, you have to heal from something. Yes, right. we all have those bad days where you're just like, yo, I can't take this. Like, this is pissing me the fuck off. I'm over it, this and that. But then, at the end of the day, you grow so that you can tell someone else. Mm -hmm. And you can educate somebody else. So, yeah, I believe you can be healed from church hurt. Okay. Yes, you can. I believe, just to piggyback on Jonathan, I feel as if sometimes... Yes, it's okay to be hurt in that moment by that one particular person or that one particular um, congregation. But one thing we learned because I practiced um, that I was in, I was a Baptist. So the one thing that you do learn is that you basically, let's say one church doesn't feel right anymore, or you just don't feel connected anymore. You go look for another church. Mm -hmm. That church doesn't feel right to you. Look for another one. It's more so. It's kind of the same thing that we do when it's like we're shopping therapists. That one didn't feel right. I'm going to go look. I'm going to go talk to another therapist. Right. I'll set up another appointment to do another another consultation. That's the way that it should be. If you are the type of person where you need to, where you have to go to church, or you need it to basically feed your soul then you shop the church until you find a church that feels right to mm -hmm. you. Right. That's the only way you're going to get past church hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. So you just have to find the home that works for you. That's right. That's it. Everybody's not going to... You're not going to agree with everybody all the time, but you can definitely find a place where you can at least agree to disagree. Right. And still continue on your journey with your faith with people of like minds that will feed you in a way that feels great to you where you get something out of it instead of just the pain. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I've seen a lot of people, I've watched my mom change churches and find a home in a church that is is 
way different than the church we grew up in. Way different. You know? And I, I didn't necessarily go to a church. The church that we went to when I was coming up was not necessarily beating down the message around being gay, so forth and so on. I experienced a lot going to uh, visiting churches and having churches come visit us and I would hear it a lot and all that stuff. But, you know... Like Lene said, you have to find what works for you, mm-hmm. and you can heal from there. Mm-hmm. Period. It's all right. You could you can be a church hoe. You can bounce church to church. You know, it's all right. Listen, church hopping is nothing new. Nothing okay. you, new. You, you, I call it being a church hoe. You can be a church hoe. That's <laughs> it. You bounce church to church. Mm-hmm. You know, this one ain't so right. Let me let me know. Bounce over here and see how this little service. <laughs> you just you. Ooh, never, the music is popping over there. Right. <laughs> and then sometimes you got that week that y'all got that guest speaker that come in um that week that your pastor take mm-hmm. on. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So mm-hmm. I'm playing with. That's how you define a new church. I'm trying to put y'all on. That's a hooky day. I'm playing hooky that day. Child. I know that's right. Look, they they better not expect you to go up on that choir. Not this good day. I don't make bre- look. I don't make breakfast. You want to run smoke church today? I can't. The mimosa is just strong. <laughs> the whole choir going with you too. Huh? Oh my gosh! <laughs> look, we gonna have fellowship right. outside. All right, y'all. So I am picking the bay leaves out of the pot. We're going to close it, turn the fire off. This pot is done. But before we go, how I make y'all feel, friends? Uh Uh-oh. So Uh over on Instagram, I found this post from Mary Paston 230 Okay, Mary. It's all one word. Okay, Mary. And her post reads, Toxic people will make you feel like you are holding a grudge when you are holding a boundary. Oh. Oh. Toxic people will make you feel like you're holding a grudge when you are holding a boundary. Oh. How to make y'all feel, friends? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Y'all, I got... I got a wave. I got a wave. That one. Uh, I like that. That one took me a little that, bit. That, that was cute. That, was that cute. one took me a little bit. That was Especially really, that was really hit. When not for nothing, I, I felt like that fit the conversation tonight because yeah. mm. at the end of the day, even in your religion, you have to set boundaries for yourself. Mm-hmm. There are certain things that you have to. Like Jonathan said earlier, you got to take in the meat, spit out the bones. Mm-hmm. Certain things you're just not going to let sit within you and take away from your experience. Especially when it comes to your faith. Because a lot of us take our faith very, very seriously. Yes. Absolutely. Either you came to it on your of your own volition or you were taught to take your faith very seriously. So you should never feel, you should never feel unsafe in your faith. I agree. And okay, and this is just a word. It ain't gonna be how I made you feel. Let me tell you, stop, baby. Okay, regardless of whatever that person is telling you behind that pulpit, that God still loves you. Okay, that part. I want you to understand whatever God that you pray to or you practice with, that person still loves you. You have a relationship with them, even when the church tells you you don't. <laughs> also, you got to get to know him for yourself. Oh, there bump, you go. Bump the preacher, bump all the stuff. Yes, he might be, you know. Be inspired by the word of God. But at the end of the day, you have to know him for yourself. Yes. Because it'll make you better. That's okay. it. 
All right, y'all. That is it for this episode of Who Raised You Hoes. Jonathan, thank you so much. First of all, I need y'all to understand that Jonathan is a fan of the show. He loves the show. He listens often. So, you know, we love it when we get folks on the show that love the show, that listen to it regularly. This is so dope. We really want to thank you for taking time out to be with us today. So dope. So dope. For the rest of you hoes, get on your job, home. Make sure you like Oh, wait a minute. Oh my gosh. What happened? Stop. We can't stop the show. Wait, what we happened? We cannot stop the show, y'all. What happened? We got one more thing before we get out of here. What happened? It's going to be so rude. I am so bad. We got a letter. Are you serious? We actually got a letter. Oh, shit. You husband listening. God damn. Hold on. Let me back up real quick. (laughs) Put it in reverse. Hold up. Yes, we actually got a letter. Let's get into it. All right. Okay. (laughs) Put my hair back. (laughs) Put it in the punch with that. That is a fresh. The you know, it was. It's a fresh install. I'm telling you, the edges are laid. They swear it was just installed. You are not trying to take the glue up. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, so I was not told that I could not read their name. So this is coming from Brandon. Okay, he says hello, gentlemen. I'm a big, big fan of the podcast, and I love how y'all just tell it like it is. I have two questions. Being that we're in warmer weather, what hygiene products do y'all like to use? And also, being that y'all are thick slash big men, what type of underwear slash jock straps do y'all prefer? Much love, B. Come on, B. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for writing in. We, we love, love you. We love listening to letters. I am so, so Oh, what products? You know, deodorant is a thing. It, it, it is. It is. It's no reason why it's the beginning of June. We have not had a heat wave as of yet. Shh, don't say that. It's going to We it's have right a heat wave for yet a nothing, Jesus. And I'm already smelling pits. Oh, no. Already smelling pits, Jesus. And wet dogs. <laughs> uh, I'm going to speak for me. Um, I'm a mixture king. Okay, all right. If, if the girls know. Mm-hmm. A good old axe works fine for deodorant for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, if you are a thick, a thick madame mm-hmm. or a thick fella. For the thick madame. For the ah, thick madame. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Y'all already know we have more roles and prefaces than the normal person. Mm-hmm, so, yes. Mm-hmm. I also deodorize down there summertime. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I... Oh, also, as far as underwear, that varies. Okay, that's a little personal. But as far as jock straps, uh, I would say Carter Wear has some amazing jock straps, especially yes. the big ones. Uh, if you love jock straps, Carter Wear is for you. They need to go on ahead and cut that check. ASAP! <laughs> and you know what? As far as underwear, and then I'm going to pass it on to Marlon. As far as underwear, I found that Target's underwear is actually top tier. Really? Yes. Target has some at some Tar-Jay. top. Target has some top tier underwear. It gets you get you a pack. Okay. Get you a pack. They're stretchy. Okay. It's just enough. It wiggles. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, you can you can booty bounce in them. Okay. Look, look like into it. it. Like it. 
It'll, it'll hold you. It'll hold you right. in the right places. Girl. And it uh, so, uh-huh. hygiene-wise, the deodorant that I prefer is the Degree 24-Hour Black and White. Okay. I love her. Specifically in the spray can, not the bar. Although the bar the is bar. okay. I need the bar to act. That's your preference. It's your body the way that it works for you. <laughs> Because it's not for everybody. You know, some girls like the bar. Some girls like the spray. It's cool. If you like the gel. I mean. You're, no, no. You're a sociopath. I don't trust you. Um, so, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you know, we love a fragrance around we these do. parts. We love a fragrance. We love, we love a, you know, a good cologne. A good, uh, you know, my cologne of choice. Right now, uh, my signature scent is by Mason Mangella. It's Jazz Club. It's very nice. She works really well. Couple of dabs will do ya. Uh, As far as underwear concerned, I am living my best jockstrap life these days. You know, because boxer briefs, if you get the long ones in the summertime, they tend to chafe a little bit. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it. I, you might catch me in a jock strap on Pride. You know. Just my. I love a jock strap. It's my own personal booty bra. She holds you up. Okay. You, you might, know. You might get the neon green one. You know. Just letting the girls know. There are so many varieties. Even though Amazon is trash, you go on Amazon, you type in jock straps, you can find some good ones. My look, my lovely little signature, well, my signature right now is Dylan Blue by Versace. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing, but mm-hmm. I'm going to put you girls up on game, okay? Yes. Calvin Klein, y'all be sleeping, but Euphoria for men, don't say I ain't told y'all. You know what? Don't. Euphoria is a throwback. Euphoria you for did men. that. Euphoria for men, though, is classic. You do, that is a classic. I ain't going to hold That's you. Nasty. Either that or one, <laughs> Either that or one million. Now, bitch. Now, see, you gonna have these hoes out here <laughs> catching strays with one million. Because let me tell you about Paco Rabanne, one million. Or Savage. Damn me, that's my baby. I brought, I brought her up last Savage episode. We talked about Judy. it. Yes, we did. Savage gets you the panties. Well, let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you about a little mix that I do. I don't know if it'll work for your body, but follow me chemistry. here. Okay. Get yourself some One Million by Paco Rabanne, right? Yes. Right. Then I need you to go to your local oil man. Yeah. Yes. Okay? And this is what I need you to purchase. Get you some frankincense and myrrh. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. I need you to put the frankincense and myrrh on first because she's your base. Yes. All right? If you got a roller, you roll it on your neck. On the left side, on the right side, you do it in both... Um, both of your armpits right at the elbows you put it on your wrist and if you're wearing shorts you put it in the small of your kneecap in the back yes because you want the girls to smell you as you walk here that's right you do not rub your oils or your colognes in because you break up the scent now while you have your base of your frankincense and myrrh you take that fucking one million bitch and everywhere you put that frankincense you put that one million you go out into the world and you have your manswater on standby because the boys We'll be present. Mm-hmm. Thank me later. Or if you're a real one about yours, see the back, the the lethal summer combination that used to get the boys every year. When I used to wear uh, my dad on light blue, 
My Dolce and Gabbana. Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You ain't had a summer set until you wore you some damn light blue. She's like, she's scary, if you she's are fresh. about that life, mm-hmm. I ain't got to tell you already know. Mm-hmm. That. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That also, for chafing, before we go. Oh, yes, for I got, I got hip to a new product by the. Uh, the Manscaped brand. Oh, okay. They got a little ball bomb. Oh. She smells fantastic. Ball bomb? Yeah, you put it on your balls and on your thighs and your inner thighs. Yeah. It stops the chafing. Really? Keeps you fresh. Ooh. And when your own scent mixes into it, oh, she's real yummy. I like I'm, it. I'm a firm like guy. I'm, you know, I'm going mm-hmm. yeah. to have you text this to me yeah. later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. With that being said, B, thank you so much for your letter. If you mm-hmm. like that one, okay, here's where you send your listener letters. It's axwryhpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Once again, it is axwryhpodcast at gmail.com. We that's just right. might read your show here. Yeah, okay? that's it. This is inquiries. Wryhpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. I do not care about any fraud that you're trying to commit. You won't be committing on my dime, let alone my time. It will be wryhpodcast at gmail.com. Don't make me block your ass. That's it. You follow us on the socials? Are you? Are, are you on our Instagram or so, our I am. Twitter? I am. You, Thank really? you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's Podcast. okay? It's at. You know all the things. Excuse me. We're sweet talking around here. That's right. You got, we're, we're throwing candy and shit out around this bitch. Y'all ain't subscribed to the YouTube yet? Y'all, did you did you subscribe to Gamer One on Twitch? Did you? Have you been watching Chasing Your Face? Have you? Have you been watching Dragon? Did you? Okay, what, what's going on? What, have what, you been listening to the cookout? Like, what what's really going on? I just don't. Do you do you really? It's Pride Month. Have you supported any Black queer creators this month? Like, listen, you have just you, need to do the things. We're not asking for a lot. Did you rate us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify yet? I don't see get get on your job. Do your job. Get, get get on your job. That's all I'm gonna say. That's it. That being said, thank you guys so much for joining us for another week. Again, Jonathan, thank you for joining no us. Taking time out of your busy schedule. No problem. And we will see you girls next week. Cause you know what's next week? It's the episode of my birthday. Oh shit, now. That's right. Yes. yes. I can't wait. We are getting ready for my birthday episode. Mm-hmm. We'll see you guys then. Oh, wait. Should we let them know what's coming? Uh, no. No. We'll keep it a surprise. We'll keep it a surprise. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye.